Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Saturday. armed with a week's worth of talking points and got up early for your listening pleasure. So kick back and enjoy all the immensity, the potency, and the intensity that is the Robin Lundberg Show. Here's the man so charismatic, we named the show after him, Robin Lundberg. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. Uh, you know, I, I've been out the, the last couple weeks. Uh, we had a, a new baby in my household, Rohan uh, Lundberg, was born on April 7th. He is doing well. Um, thank you for anybody that's reached out online uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, it's always appreciated. You know, when I know that people care about me other than the, the voice that is echoing into your eardrums through your speakers right now, um, you know, just try to adjust a little bit. I, I've been taking care of the other two kids a lot, Raj and Ronnie. You know, I, if anybody had asked me if I'd had three kids at some point in my life, I, I don't know if, if that was ever what was um, in the cards or the, or the, the plans necessarily, but... When you get to a certain point in life and, and then it's there and everybody's healthy, you have to have tremendous amount of gratitude, um, which is, is what I try to have and, and have gratitude about being able to do this um, for a living as well. So, you know, if you want to talk uh, parenting tips, you can help me out if you want. I mean, I'm, I'm a seasoned veteran at this point, I suppose. But I, I do want to, uh, you know, get back into the flow of things it's it's funny to observe from afar for a minute because i i've been um off for the last several weeks as i as i mentioned and, and i did my best to unplug as well because sometimes you have to remember that social media and the like is not real life you know i think especially in this pandemic um it's become even harder to do so because everybody's been inside for so long. And and when you're inside and, and when you're working from home, you're by a screen like all the time, right? You're, you're by a screen all the time. And you're, you're either in, you know, your Zoom meeting. And if you're not there, then you're, you're online. I mean, if you're in a Zoom meeting, you're online. There's no way a, a, a Zoom meeting works without being online. But you know what I'm saying? And so you're, you're constantly on your computer or you're constantly on your phone. And you realize when you, you, you get a chance to unplug for a bit 
you know, some of this stuff that, that people yell about and shout about and fight about constantly online isn't actually necessarily happening in the discussion you have with another real-life human being. You know, you don't walk outside your house or to the store and start screaming at, at somebody about something. Or even the discussion that is being had in some of those forums isn't what is happening in real life. So it gives you, you know, different um, looks at things, give you a different perspective. And I usually, you know, because of, of what I do, uh, other jobs and, and the like, I'm I'm doing this every single day, basically, in one way, shape, or form. The sports takes, you know, they come, they go, they come, they go, they come, they go, and, and they're rapid fire every single day. So I did appreciate the, the chance to get the perspective from the, the 30,000 foot view to sort of see what people were fighting about and see what people were arguing about or see what resonated on a day-to-day basis without having to attempt to also harness that myself. Um, and and I, I want to get into that in a um, little bit of a more serious way later, but in a more trivial way right now because, again, you, you realize the, the power that that discourse online has and those platforms have. And you, you see it, you know, from various individuals. And one who <laughs> you saw it from late in the week was, was Tom Brady. Because, it, you know, Tom Brady had an issue with this NFL numbers thing, the, the numbers rule. I, I don't know if I ever thought that was actually going to be a real story when you see that they, they were going to change the rules so that, that different players could wear different numbers. And there, there's been some, um, you know, talk about whether they have to pay to do it or, or, or whatnot, and if that's fair. But basically, the rule allows offensive skill position players and defensive backs to wear numbers 1 through 49 and 80 through 89, and linebackers to wear numbers 1 through 59 and 90 through 99 which is a change from the historical precedent of the the numbers that some of those positions were allowed to wear. And Tom Brady, you know, he didn't call a press conference. He, you know, wasn't being interviewed on television. Nothing like that. He simply posts an Instagram story right that's the the genesis of his reaction to the story or or to the the rule and that that's all he did for the most part right i think he he then posted like a screen grab or something of of the the story and and wrote dumb next to it that the first post was good luck trying to block the right people now going to make for a lot of bad football and re- remember an instagram story is something that's only up for 24 hours. You know, when I post an Instagram story, I don't expect uh, it to be the thing that's resonating, you know, in in general, because it's supposed to almost be here today, gone tomorrow. But the the power of these platforms and the the power of, of people just being online all the time, like that stuff, especially when it comes from a individual with you know, the, the gravitas 
with the uh, the presence, the celebrity of Tom Brady, it becomes a story. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the NFL number change rule, which I, to be honest, I, I never thought would, like I said before, be something that, that anybody would actually be talking about, actually becomes a thing. And some of the reaction to Tom Brady I, I saw was, hey, you know, uh, this is Brady being an old man for the first time or showing his old man tendencies, being angry uh, about something like this. But before I um, rush to, to, to say something like that, before I, I go, you know, yeah, Tom Brady. He, <laughs> look at Tom Brady, bitter old man. Um, maybe, just perhaps, it would behoove me and others to realize Tom Brady probably has a better handle and perspective on this situation than you or I. It just, that's a hunch I have. You know, it it could be true that Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe his opinion on this um, is based on something more than than mine. Because when I saw the number change thing, I was like, cool. (laughs) I was like, cool. Let dudes change their numbers. You know, let you know it, it leads to more, uh, you know, creativity or or different jerseys or, or or what have you. Just like I just didn't see the problem with with players being able to wear any jersey number they wanted. To be honest, like why does it have to be in a certain uh, grouping? But you know, I I knew what the 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 reason was. I knew the reason was to be able to identify certain position groups and. I just didn't think much more of it than that. But then there's the the practical application of it. And that's what Brady is is getting at here, the practical application of the these number changes. And and I go back to to some of these film room shows that I I've watched over the years. And you know one thing that that you notice about these shows and you have a coach on there, how often they refer to the player by a number rather than, you know, maybe that speaks to, to a bigger issue of, of not like, you know, football players not, not getting enough respect as, as individuals or, or whatever or just being looked at as cogs in the machine. But nevertheless, when you, you watch those shows, so often the coach, whoever's doing it, is, is referring to, hey, look, number 55 or, or whatever. You know, oh, this guy, number number whoever is a heck of a player. And that's not just been from one coach I've seen. That's been from from many over the years. And I suppose that gives a little credence to what Brady is saying here. You know, it gives a, a little bit more of a uh, a boost to his overall point. And, and again, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that Brady is um, – being a, a an old man who, who you know is yelling at a cloud here, because the the guy just won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's got seven of them. <laughs> yeah. he, he literally just won. How long ago was the Super Bowl? Now I know time moves in strange ways uh, nowadays, but the the Super Bowl was not very long ago. It was I, I if I recall, like in in you know February, <laughs> right? Uh, so 
as far as as Tom Brady, it's not like you're talking about like, you know, Brett Favre's latest commentaries, <laughs> where you're like, can we stop hearing from this guy? Uh, you know, it's it's Tom Brady is still right there, and and just right there recently, and if he is sitting here telling you that this could be problematic, maybe it could be. You know, I'm not going to just dismiss that offhand because I don't care what number a player wears or because um, it would be cool to see, you know, different position groups wear different numbers. I mean, Brady is the guy who very famously is is excellent at, at diagnosing stuff with the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's part of what makes him so great. You know, he he's... We're going to talk about the NFL draft, and, and when, when you, you're, you're discussing drafting NFL quarterbacks, I would never take a quarterback who can't move anymore. Like, I just, as a, as a rule of thumb, I think it's a prerequisite, uh, an ability that you, you must have is mobility. And, and that goes for, for anybody that you're, you're taking. And you see that, you know, it's been borne out. I mean, you, you see the guys who are taken, they, they all can move. And it's funny that that's the the case when the reigning champ and the, the greatest of all time really can't move very much. And he's like that one outlier. But I always say Brady's mobility comes in his uh, um, release. One, he gets rid of the ball so quickly. So that, that in a sense, acts as mobility, right? He... he, he doesn't have to move because the ball is gone before you even have a chance to get to him. And then the other, you know, is his sort of pocket sense. He moves within the pocket very well. But in order to to do those things, in order to, you know, get rid of the ball quickly, he has to know what's going on. He has to to diagnose the defense and and react accordingly. You know, if his first read isn't there, where is he going to? You know, and, and you, you say that, but I mean, think about it for a second. Your 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 first read's not there. Your second read's not there. Your third read's not there. In, in a second, you know, it, or if you're logically looking at it, that should be almost three seconds right there. But he's usually getting the ball out within three seconds, even if he's going to his third or fourth read. So, knowing which players are eligible to blitz, knowing which players to pick up and block. I mean, some of that, or most of that, is is split-second decisions. So perhaps there is some validity to him being upset about the NFL numbers change. I I don't I can't speak to it. I've never been on a an NFL professional playing field, but I I just did think it was worth um, at least noting that it's probably not fair to dismiss Tom Brady's criticism of something when he is one of the, if not the most qualified person on the planet to talk about. <laughs> like, who's, a, who's more qualified to talk about it? Radio guy or Tom Brady? <laughs> I'd say most likely Tom Brady is the correct answer there. <laughs> 855-212-4227, 855 Four two two seven at Robin Ludberg on Twitter. You know, it, it also tells you the the popularity of the NFL. Some of these stories that that, that get big. You know, Brady um, on numbers and just the general jersey changes. Any sort of move that's made 
when it, when it comes to the the draft the draft is such a um monster because the NFL is the, the single most popular thing in this country I say that all the time and yeah at the beginning of an NFL season you have hope you know people could say they have hope in their team and everything like that but uh you know if you're realistic and you're rooting for a certain team you don't go into a season actually thinking you know they're gonna to do anything for Jaguars fans for instance shouldn't have thought the Jaguars were gonna have a really good season even though it was the beginning of the season or Lions fans but at the draft every fan base has reason for hope every single one which just activates you know so many different people's interests yeah you have the fans who think they know better than everybody else and they've got their own draft boards and and all that you have the fans who maybe don't know anything and are just going to react wildly one way or the other but for the most part i think you you just got people who are like hoping their team um is making a move or a series of moves or series of picks that they feel good about. So, you you know, you see them moving and shaking. Like the Chiefs, yesterday they had the trade with the Ravens, and they, they needed to bolster the offensive line, and it seems like that's what they've been focused on this entire offseason. They traded for um, Orlando Brown from Baltimore. Gives Baltimore an additional first-round pick, which, you know, first-round picks are, are valuable commodities, obviously. But the NFL draft is is just, you know, when it comes to the sports calendar, I, I bet you for some people, it's their their favorite thing. You know, for me, it's it's interesting because I, I get why so many people are so into it. But also as like a live event, I, it's the kind of thing I could follow on my phone if I wanted to. I don't have to be like sitting there locked into a, a TV because drafts nowadays anyway, people are tipping the, the picks and, and spoiling them. But the NFL draft. Where does it rank for you? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. I, I saw, you know, every year there's these weird stories that come out right before the draft, given how players are evaluated. Um, I saw one this week that I'm sure a lot of you saw as well that was particularly amusing. I'll get to that coming up next. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. R.I.P. Black Rob. Um, you know, a couple other. There was some tragedy while I was out as well. Obviously, lost Black Rob, amongst others. Shock G. DMX. Um, I, was, I was in the hospital well, with the baby when that news came out. And just real quick on, on, on DMX, you know... <laughs> I, I remember when I was in high school, I remember the first time I heard DMX, I was on the weight bench and appropriately enough, right? And just like that, all right, I'm going to finish this rep. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the, the, you know, the vibe I got from, from DMX immediately. And then I, I, I re- recall playing the intro to It's Dark and, and Hell is Hot, like before every major sporting event and I, I think for people who don't who weren't around during that time period or just wasn't you know their formative years 
DMX was was it came through like it's hard to uh, explain the energy that was around him at, at the, the the time. We had like a couple numbers. It was, it was basically like somebody who came in and, and uh, debuted with three straight sixty home run seasons or something like that. Just the energy around DMX. So R.I.P. to to DMX, Black Rob, Shock G. Um, and of course, anyone else who who has been lost um, in, in recent days and weeks. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Told you I'd get to one of those fun um, evaluation draft stories, and and I will in a second. But I, I know some of you guys already on the line to get in on the show. So let's get to you, Tom in Scranton, Tom. You're up here with Robin Lundberg on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Good morning, Robin, and congratulations on the new family edition. Happy, lots of happiness and success for a whole lifetime of enjoyment. Thank you, um, sir. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, based on Brady's comments, I also thought about it, not really mentioned is what kind of effect is this going to have on some of the officials who are used to looking at a certain number scheme when they're uh, – on the field, you know, I, I watch the O linemen. I watch for sixties going downfield too early and things like that. And you know, they could get themselves a little bit. So I think there's going to be a lot of missed calls, possibly because of uh, the number changes. As Brady said, it's going to make for some messy football. So I could kind of tend to agree with that a little bit. And uh, just to add on the draft, I, I I love to watch the pre-draft programs just to get some idea stuff that I you know get online and I read about the first top three or four prospects in each position and then i like to go back a year later and see how all these so-called experts predict that things are going to go and see that yeah they hit but they miss more than they hit you know and, and it's very interesting and you see a lot of great players come out at the second round and they say how did that guy slip to the second round you know how did camara make it to the third round and things like that you know so uh, it's it's intriguing for me and i enjoy it so but thank you uh, for taking the call and have a great day no, of course. Uh, look, it, it's not an exact science, right? I mean, we've seen players picked at the top of the draft who were just complete and utter busts. Um, we, we've seen, I mean, Tom Brady is the best example of a player picked later in the draft, and and they they obviously exceed any sort of reasonable expectation for, for what they could be at that draft slot. Uh, so that that's part of, you know, the intrigue of it. That's part of what makes it, a, a discussion why you know what San Francisco for instance should do with their pick is, is such a discussion point because at, we, we sort of whether or not you agree with it or not it seems like we're at the place where it's Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson so then what do they do is it Fields is it Jones uh, is it Lance um, and of course quarterbacks always are going to lead the the uh, conversation that way um, but yeah, as far as the, the numbers thing, that's the reason I, I, I didn't just dismiss it. Tom Brady's saying it. I, we should probably listen and not go, oh, you know, Tom Brady's an old man who's reacting here. He knows better than we do. And you have to remember when things are, I think sometimes people lose sight of how hard it is when you're talking about split second decisions, like split, split second decisions. Uh, it's it's one of the reasons like it's so difficult to officiate the NFL as far as uh, hits and the like. You know whether a guy came in with his helmet or not. 
you know, how do you know sometimes? Because you're, you're trying to bring down a monstrous human being who is in peak physical condition, you know, is as well trained as you could possibly be. And you're trying to bring that person to the ground. Like, you, you, you don't have time. To, to be making these like little strategic decisions on where your head is and, and all that stuff. Like those are bang, bang plays. So, so with the numbers thing, it, it's like a, um, if it causes any sort of delay, that can be problematic. You, you have a delay cause you're a little confused. You miss your block. You have a delay because you, you, you're, you're not sure, you know, who that, that, uh, linebacker is across the middle you might throw an interception yeah you know, it's defense I, I say this in basketball all the time like a lot of times defense is about effort it is but sometimes people mistake lack of effort for um adjusting communication wise like wh- when a new team gets together and they're learning they're switching scheme or, or whatever uh, you know who's getting who there can be these slight little moments of confusion or delay and those slight delays can can be all it takes you know what was the old saying about uh you know getting a hitting the hole or whatever you know when you think like a, a running back who's who's past their prime is is that much worse than they were like Emmett Smith on the Cardinals was he it, was he just like he couldn't run anymore no, he could still run. He just wasn't Emmett Smith on the Cowboys. And that difference, the difference between Emmett Smith on the Cowboys and Emmett Smith on the Cardinals, even though it was probably a split second, is the difference between Hall of Fame all-time great and a guy like that's looked at as a scrub. So a- anything that's that's causing, you know, delays like that could actually be problematic. Hank in South Carolina, Hank, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, uh, thanks for a great show. Um, I'm listening to you on the home of Clemson Sports Radio, 105.5 The Roar down here in the Greenville, Clemson area. Um, but I got to say, um, Tom Brady's being a whiny, a whiny baby because in um, college football, they've been doing this forever where you can wear whatever number you want. I remember Bernie Kosar leading the Miami Hurricanes uh, to national championship wearing number 20. And he was infinitely more cooler in that number 20 than he was in the 19 he was forced to take in the NFL. Doug Flutie wore number 22 for Boston College, and nobody ever had a, any problem uh, knowing he was the quarterback. Uh, he Schuler wore number 21 at Tennessee, and nobody ever had a problem figuring out he was the quarterback. You know, and Brady's been through so many receivers throughout the years. You know, it's nothing that a, a month of practice won't, uh, cure. So it's just, to me, it's him being a baby, wanting to hear himself, thinking he has to be important. Um, you know, he doesn't speak out on any real important issues, so he's got to speak out on just garbage like this. That um, You know, so like these um, college officials must be Jedi Masters, because they've been doing it for uh, since the beginning of time and never had any problems. So all of a sudden, it's going to be a major problem. And if it's, a, it's, a, if it's a second of delay then it's his fault for not practicing enough if if he works hard enough with his wide receivers like he did last offseason and he had never been around any of them then i'll have no problem knowing where they're at if they practice they run the routes he knows it's going to be there and they're going to deliver the ball so i I don't know just to me him it's it's him being a baby well look if you'd use an example other than a quarterback uh maybe i i i I would 
ride with you a little bit more just because it's we're always going to know who the quarterback is. They're behind center. Time at every right? position, even defensive tackle. But I, all I'm saying is when you were saying all these examples of, of quirky numbers or, or whatnot. Oh, you yeah, yeah, because the NFL doesn't allow it. So it's him defending their antiquated um, corporate policy, you know, because they think they need it for people. People are a lot more savvy than they think. They wanted to dumb it down. So like, oh, these numbers belong to these positions. No, it should be where a guy can wear whatever number he wants. So if a quarterback wants to number, wear number 24 because he was a big Kobe Bryant fan, then he should be allowed to. You can't tell him, like, hey, you can't outwear that number. That's just stupid. Well, look, I, I fundamentally agree with that. I, I don't disagree with that, and, and thanks for the call. I, I fundamentally agree that guys should be able to wear whatever number they want, but I'm also not going to summarily just dismiss Tom Brady's thoughts on this because he is an expert. <laughs> you know, he is a qualified expert on the matter, and much more so than I than I am. I mean, your point about Brady not speaking out about other things is valid too, that, you know, that, that could be a, I, I, when it comes to, but I always say this, when it comes to um, matters of import uh, and, and players using their platform and athletes using their platform, I, um, if that's what they want to do, I am always all for it. And, and, and I, I encourage it with great power comes great responsibility. Not everybody has to feel that way either. So I, I don't always like to critique people who, who don't feel that way a, as well. But he's a good example. I mean, if you want to say, hey, like, you know, Brady uh, is not generally, you know, that um, out there when when things matter. Okay, fine. But this is, has nothing to do with that. I mean, this is a, a totally separate issue. And it's not like the guy, like I said, it's not like he ran to the top of a mountain and, and called a press conference. He posted an Instagram story. You know, I, I mean, you know when you're as famous as he is, that's going to cause some waves. But it, it's, it, again, it, the, the actual uh, energy that it takes is, is not that high. Who knew this would be a story? Short on sleep and long on opinions. He's Robin Lundberg. 855-212-4227. If you want to weigh in on the show, at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Later today, CBS takes you to the next stop on the PGA Tour. As some of golf's biggest names roll into the Big Easy, competing at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Live coverage all this weekend begins today at 3 Eastern. 12 Pacific on CBS. You know, uh, Rough Riders Anthem, they're playing in the background there. Does anybody play that when they're playing rock, rock paper, scissors? Is that like, uh, does that get your competitive juices firing? Little Rough Riders Anthem. Shout out to um, uh, uh, Swiss Beats on crafting the, the Rough Riders sound. And, of course, RIP DMX uh, once again. You know, but <laughs> I thought it was funny. Every year there's these NFL draft stories about, like, what a, a coach asks a player or, or, or you know, something. How, how these teams are differentiating and, and evaluating players. And apparently the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Nick Sirianni, the, the, the new coach there, um, played rock, paper, scissors with guys to gauge their competitiveness. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't know rock, paper, scissors was the, um, the key to that. The competitive uh, measurement, if you will. I, you know, because how do you even, do, do people get that into rock, paper, scissors? I guess, I guess, I mean, I get competitive about everything personally. So I would get a little, comp- but 
if someone was not competitive about rock paper scissors, I wouldn't think less of them because it's it's not really you know that uh, great a thing to be super competitive about. There there's no like skill involved. I guess is what I would say. There's no like is one better than another at rock paper scissors? Like do you have a, a strategy that you could roll out? You know with, with games, I kind of like Monopoly because I feel like Monopoly compared to some of these other games, um, you know. There's a little bit more of all right. The way you that your style could help you. Uh, I I know with with card games, I don't like just like random chance games. I don't. I I've, I've never been a card shark myself, but that's why you know some people may like poker, for instance, because they feel like th- there's more uh, personal involvement in the the outcome. Rock paper scissors. I don't know really where you go. Beyond like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw them off and I'm going to pick the same thing like over and over again because they're going to think that I'm not picking the same thing over and over again. That's probably my best rock, paper, scissor move. All right, I threw down rock. Next time I'm not going to throw down rock. Oh, I threw down rock again. Next time I'm not going to throw down rock. Oh, I threw down rock again. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I just, I've never heard of like a fight about rock, paper, scissors. Maybe about like how – um. Usually, like, that's a decent way to gauge how competitive something is, whether people get close to fighting. You know, I play basketball, or I did before all this went down. I, you know, play basketball every Sunday morning, and there was, you know, every couple weeks, close to it. That generally, we, we, you know, we're adults, and we, we'd calm the, the room. But they're close to a fight every couple, couple weeks. Rock, paper, scissors, I've never really seen that, unless it's about the rules. Like, is it one, two, three, shoot? Is it rock, paper, scissors, go? Uh, and and this didn't necessarily help the reputation that the Eagles have at the, at this very moment in time. But we were talking about Tom Brady and his uh, quest, or not quest, his criticism of the, the jersey number changes in the NFL as well. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Jason in Texas. Jason, you're up next on the show. What's going on, Jason? Good morning, Robin. Congratulations. Third time, Thank huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, two things. When you were in high school, you were just playing Rough Riders. If you go back on YouTube and watch UConn Huskies win the national title, when they were receiving the trophy, they were mm-hmm. they were rapping Rough Riders. <laughs> well, I mean, like, video. look, that, that period of time, right? You had uh, – yep. It was it's dark and, and hell is hot flesh of my flesh uh, blood of my blood and then and then there was X like those three came you know I mean, <laughs> I mean he had some a couple of hits after that but between those oh, yeah. three records all in the, yeah, he, the late nineties early two thousands that was a crazy run it was ridiculous but I'm gonna go about the FNL draft also I'm from Connecticut but I'm down in Texas the last nine years but we had parties and when they had to draft on the weekends it was Christmas weekend. And all my buddies would get, you know, get out, and have a party, you know, just sit around, eat a thousand wings. The year, I'm mean, like, the year that um, Rodgers dropped, the Cowboys didn't have a first round draft pick, so everyone was getting drunk. And then you had five guys wearing number four jerseys, and when they picked Rodgers, you could have sworn all their kids died. It was, I'm not bad, that's not a good thing, but they were just heartbroken. And, but the draft, oh. You just sit who your team's going to get. Hope everyone wants your team to get better, and it's just a great day, weekend, or three days now. So, but the Aaron Rodgers pick turned out okay. <laughs> oh yeah, but back then, back then, I mean, I could see how Rodgers was last year when they picked Love 
Yeah, yeah. Like he's drinking, you know, three fingers of whiskey. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can imagine how he felt, and that's how the the, the Packers fans felt. But no, it was Jimmy Johnson made the made the NFL draft Cowboys fan dream back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's funny the the reactions in the moment, and I appreciate the call, like the, the yep. or post post draft grades, because it's one of those things you can't know the answer to. Nobody actually knows. Even these teams themselves don't know the answer to. So I generally am not too harsh or too laudatory. Um, immediately post any draft in any sport because i mean there's there's the the no-brainer things you know sometimes there's a guy just sitting there at number one that everybody knows is going to be good and you take him okay cool uh but beyond that like you know every year there there's analysis of of oh this team had a remarkable draft or this team didn't have a remarkable draft and, and nobody actually knows of course it's people's jobs to give their opinions about it um and, and there's nothing wrong with that but I guess the the way I would say it, like NFL teams spend so much time and, and money and resources and, and everything like that to get this process right. And then they resort to rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> you know, like that's it, there, so much is, goes into that. And then, oh, yeah, you know what? You know what's going to settle this for us? And, and And it's between this guy and this guy. But, you know. He threw those scissors down with confidence. Or and, somebody picking whether they want to be a dog or a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like we have, we've, we've evolved in so many areas, but when it comes to this NFL draft boy, I mean, they're still getting asked the same stupid, dumb questions that they've been being asked for a while, these prospects. Would, would you rather be a dog or a cat? I'm, I'm interested. What's, I mean, what's the right there? No, I want to know. I want to know your answer. answer. Would, would you rather be a dog like, or a cat? Tell me, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you my. I, I think I'd go with cat because a couple things. One, like the cat doesn't need attention constantly. You know, I have a I have a little dog named Butters. Really, it's more like a um a hamster. It, she's uh seven, seven, eight years old now but weighs like five pounds, like legitimately tiny, tiny dog. And poor Butters, like we got Butters before we had Raj, my first son, right? Uh, my first kid. And we, we got Butters almost as – we kind of got Butters on a whim. And, and, and if you were giving us more credit than just on a whim, it was like uh, to prepare for a child. And poor Butters, like as soon as we, we got Butters, we found out Topeka was pregnant. My wife was pregnant. And um, immediately, Butters gets bumped down the depth chart, right? And Butters continually gets bumped down the depth chart, and I and I think it's it's led to some like anxiety issues for Butters, and you know she she's constantly in search of attention, like like in an obsessive compulsive way, like just will play fetch and just never stop playing fetch. And you're doing all these other things. You're like, Butters, leave me alone, Butters. <laughs> so if you're a cat, you don't need that constant attention like a dog might need. And you're like the, the apex predator on land, right? And, and that would be my answer. I'd want if I'm a football guy, like, oh, you know, like, uh, I, I think that's how you, you answer that question for any draft prospects out there. If you're ever asked if you're a dog or a cat, you say a, a cat because a cat is the apex predator. Essentially, there is on land. I mean, in the ocean, it's the killer whale. Maybe on the planet, it's the killer whale because the ocean's such a scary place, whatever. But on land, 
cats are it. I mean, lions, tigers, lions hunt in, in, in groups and prides in Africa. Tigers live alone solo in, in Asia. But basically everywhere you go, jaguar is a beast. Like a cat is just a, a hunting machine. So I would, I would tell the, the draft people I want to be a cat because I'm the apex predator, son. <laughs> you know that that would be that would be my response. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Where does the NFL draft rank for you? It's interesting that last caller was talking about because I do think for some people it might be like their number one thing. It's not for me. Maybe that's because I don't have an NFL team like that. I, I don't. I'm not invested in an NFL team like that, which would make sense, right? Uh, and, and and as a television product, I mean the the draft is cool. As a television, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and the, the positive, I guess, is it goes on for a long time. It's not like here and there. You can plan like a whole weekend around it, right? But I also think it's one of those things you don't have to actually watch, you know, if you don't want to. You could, you could be just as informed on the draft doing something else and following along. But for so many people, it's like, you know, their lifeblood. They live and, and breathe and, 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 and get so excited about the draft on an annual basis. And, and I get it. Again, like I said, it's it's the NFL so popular, and it's the one time where every fan base legitimately has hope. You could say at the beginning of the season they do, but you know if you're being realistic, not every fan base actually has hope at the beginning of the season. The draft, every fan base has hope. Where does the NFL draft rank overall sporting events? 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. It is the Robert Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 